Well, good evening and welcome, my dear listeners, to Voices of the Sacred Feminine, where me and my guests, well, we believe we speak truth to patriarchal power, to predator capitalism, and here we have the courage to propose a new normal in society, to work toward manifesting that new normal in the world so that the 99% have a better quality of life. There is an alternative to the patriarchal order, though they'd prefer you not know it. It hasn't always been this way, and it doesn't have to continue as it is. There is an alternative to predator capitalism that exploits workers, the environment, and humanity across the globe. We can have a world where women are equal, and 70% of us don't retire in poverty or are punished for the male dogma of Eve's sin. The alternative is sacred feminine liberation theology, as I've written about in my book, Goddess Calling, described as comfort food to help us find our way during this important evolution. Well, thank you for being with me again tonight. I know there's lots of other choices out there, and I promise something new and fresh tonight. But first, my thanks uh, to the wonderful artists of the group Zingaya for allowing me to use their music to open the show. And that cut you heard is one of my all-time favorites called Nomad's Land. I hope you'll Google Zingaya, Z-I-N-G-A-I-A, and hear more of their work online and maybe decide one of their CDs is well worth having. Well, uh, tonight I hope we have with us uh, Kathy Pagano, our current resident astrologer, uh, to share the cosmic story for uh, the upcoming month. Uh, We had some technical difficulties with blog talk uh, in the first few minutes uh, leading up to the show, and um, Kathy's line was dropped, and um, I hope she calls back. In fact, um, I uh, may put some music on in a few minutes to try to get hold of her and ask her to call back in again. I do believe we might still be in Mercury retrograde. Uh, it sure feels like it anyway. But um, even if we don't uh, get Kathy back with us uh, at 6.30 uh, in about uh, 25 minutes, um, the show is going to take a little bit different direction tonight. I have with me star child Ariane and her psychic and translator Kyle Matthews, and they're going to be with us to talk about the topic of light atonement, one woman's incredible spiritual journey. And during our interview, you will hear the unique atonement that emanates from Ariana, and it will be translated by Kyle. Now, um, it's probably like nothing you've heard before, so prepare yourself a little bit for its unusualness. I did hear some of it uh, on Ariane's uh, website, and um, I was a little bit startled. So anyway... um, I I, I think this will be a unique experience. Uh, Then, uh, if we have time, uh, stay with me. Uh, I have a a mindfulness exercise of Vivian Crowley that a listener uh, sent in that I'll be sharing, uh, along with a very short piece um, about I am not a feminist. Uh, It was an Internet phenomenon uh, that actor Mark uh, Ruffalo, uh, I believe he started, he speaks out and says exactly what's on his mind and what he thinks of people who claim they're not feminists. Uh, I see Kathy did make it back on, 
fortunately, and uh, just in, in the nick of time here and in perfect timing. Uh, so we're going to say hello to her and start the cosmic story. Uh, so, Kathy, um, thank you for calling back in. Hi, Karen. Yeah. Uh, my pleasure. I just figured I would wait and not have to listen to the music um, while okay. um, while it was broken. So uh, well, well, no, no problem. Um, I, I saw your line drop off about five seconds before I finally got connected. So uh, uh, I'm so glad you're back with us. And um, so um, I'm sorry uh, we won't have a cosmic story in July. Uh, we'll we'll have to make do. But uh, tell us, please, um, what what do we have in store for us uh, for the month of June? In July, I'll I'll sort of condense it a little. First okay. of all, it was so it was so appropriate because Mercury's still retrograde that you had trouble getting on your show today. Um, people have been finding the Mercury retrograde um, interesting and harrowing, like lots of accidents, um, people um, feeling just out of sorts. And um, it's interesting because this full moon that we had the other night was all about how we use our mind. And... Uh, and so the, the sun is in um, Gemini, which is intelligent and quick and loves to process a million facts at once. And the moon was in Sagittarius, which is really about what's the meaning of all the information. So we, um, you know, it's a play, it was a playful full moon. And, of course, now in June, it's always fun. Kids are getting out of school. It's a good time. It's a good time to visit with friends and um but if we stick with the symbolism of, of the question of how are we using our minds, I think that's really important. Um, Neptune in Pisces is opening up the spiritual realm. So, and it's challenging this full moon to, you know, challenging us through this full moon to be more intuitive, to trust our imagination more, to not get caught in the logic. We really have to remember that our logical mind is the servant and that our... Um, imaginal mind, our unconscious mind, our symbolic mind is the really is the taproot into Mother Earth and into life and knowing what's going on. So a lot of people are beginning to pay more attention to their dreams. I was happy to see that. And listening to the advice that the unconscious gives them. Um, the other thing that was going on with the full moon, lots of fire, lots of creative energy around. I don't know, Karen, are you finding that with people? Well, um, yeah, it it feels, um, I I don't know, it almost feels a little bit exhausting. Um, Could that be be something that uh, is part of all of this? It it feels overwhelming. Yes, definitely. The confusion, you see, Neptune can confuse people. So, and can confuse the mind, and that's why it's and and Gemini and Sag are always on the moon, air, move, air and fire. This is a very airy, fiery, masculine kind of energy that wants to take action and can get us confused. And because there's a really big punch of fire energy along with it, um, shooting right into the moon. Um, you know, it is exhausting. It's too much energy. But if you take the time to sit back and be quiet, then creativity will come out of that. Mm, well, that's so anyway, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's it, it. You know, the elements. You're you're so familiar from with rituals from the elements. 
fire and, and air, they just create a lot more fire, right? Well, yeah, I mean, is, that's what a combustion is. engine is, isn't it? You know, yeah. um, it, it, you know, when you think about it, I mean, that's uh, that, that's pretty potent. Yes, and so it's so important to tap to tame it down, and that's what Neptune is trying to do. It's saying when things get too crazy, when you get too tired, yes, sleep and dream, perhaps, or sit and meditate and quiet the energy down and try to listen to what's really going on. Hmm. So anyway, Mercury will go direct by the 11th, and um, later on in the month, um, Saturn, which has been, went into Sagittarius, Saturn is, of course, our tester. He tests us. And he he was in um, the sign of Scorpio for the past two and a half years. And just this winter, he slipped out of Scorpio and crept into Sagittarius just for a couple of degrees, and then he went retrograde. And so in the middle of this month, He's going to slip back into Scorpio. So watch for any unresolved relationship issues with friends, with lovers, with family, and try to resolve them because Scorpio is all about how we're intimate with other people and how we let people into our lives emotionally. And, um, and of course, when we let people in, you know, we get, we get caught in dark emotions sometimes like anger and and um, frustration and revenge, all different things um, when people aren't doing what we want them to do. And Scorpio isn't a particularly nice sign, but it's all about how do we play nice with each other. So Hmm. for the whole summer, Saturn will be back in Scorpio until the beginning of September, I think, around. And so it's our chance to, to pay attention to where other people annoy us where we feel as if we've been betrayed or ignored, and um, and realize and get off the projection. Don't project onto other people, but really see what the situation is. So, um, Kathy, would that sort of would would that energy sort of set the stage for kind of explosive political stuff to happen? Yes, definitely. Well, you know, the Scorpio's about secrets, so Saturn there could either. Um, squash the secrets or, you know, or they're going to come out. So with all of the people running for president, I wish we would institute a system you can't run for president until six weeks before the election. But anyway, (laughs) that's something in the future we'll work on, like in England. But um, definitely um, it can give rise to exposing some secrets because – Pluto is usually the exposer, if you will. Pluto, Pluto's energy exposes things. It's very like Scorpion energy. But it's almost as if Pluto's in Saturn's house, so Saturn owns Capricorn, and Saturn is in Pluto's house once again because Pluto owns Scorpio. So I think we'll see some secrets come out, which would be good because we have to get all the secrets out so we can have a clear vision of what's going on. Well, you but know, Bernie Sanders, uh, go, go ahead. ahead, no, go ahead. No, 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 I want to hear what you have to say, go ahead. Well, well you know, it's funny, you, you said that, you know, secrets will be exposed. Um, you know, Bernie Sanders was on Rachel Maddow last night, and he is proposing that Democrats and Republicans actually start debating now, 
because he said, what could be better than exposing what the policies of Republicans actually are? Because, you know, on Fox News and when they're talking amongst themselves and, you know, they they have nobody to challenge them on their ideas, they all can sort of speak their, you know, their Republican speak. And if you're not savvy to what they're talking about, you know, you don't really know how that's going to adversely affect you. But he's saying if we can actually get some debates between Republicans and Democrats now, um, who they are and what they stand for will be exposed. And because he believes probably only about 15% or 20% of Americans, if they knew what they were really all about, would actually vote for them. Of course. What a great idea. Yay, Bernie. He's yeah, good. Bernie's my man. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead. I'm and sorry. He's from Vermont. <laughs> no, no, that's yeah. perfectly good. It's a good example. Um, because we need to have, I mean, now that that big square, that revolutionary square is over, it's still affecting us. And just like back in the 60s, it wasn't until after those two planets came together in a new cycle that things really happened. So it's the years after this intense energy where we're going to see lots of things change. And that yeah. will be for the good. It will definitely Yeah, be it's for almost the good. as if the seeds the seeds have to be planted and then it's later that it sprouts the revolution, so to speak. Yes. Well, and we need one definitely. Yes. And that's yep, what yep. this has been about. A revolution of consciousness and a revolution of our political structures, but also a revolution telling us from the 60s to get out there into the world that we need to our communities as well as the young people. So it will be very interesting these next few years. It will be great. So another thing that's happening, since I won't be here in in, in July since I will be at the beach on the East Coast being welcomed home by my friends in Rhode Island, um, in, at the end of July, Venus goes retrograde. Venus is the goddess, obviously, in the sky. And right now, she's if you go out at sunset, she's hanging in the, in the western sky so beautifully. And um, every 18 months or so, Venus goes retrograde. And that, once again, retrograde just means from our point of view, it looks like it's going backwards. So instead of rising higher, she will start to sink lower until... Until in September, she, uh, she'll become a morning star again. She has a beautiful cycle that forms a five-pointed star in the sky every eight years. So anyway, um, Venus will be retrograde starting around July 25th until September 6th. So when Venus goes retrograde, our love nature goes inside, and we ponder our values. And so maybe Bernie has an astrologer because it would be a perfect time this summer for us to really explore our values, especially as Americans, okay, but individually, because a lot of times, don't you think we, we're on autopilot, we're so tired and we're so busy that we forget what's important to us. And if we made a bullseye and put our values in it and say, what do I value the most and keep aiming towards the center of that, we would end up um, living a very different life. 
Yeah, I think so. You know, I think we really have to get back to, you know, do our best to try to get off that hamster wheel, even for a, a short period of time, to sort of hit the reset button, you know, and to understand what's going on around us and see if there's, you know, and, and you know, let's face it, you know, um, we we need to muster up some, um, uh, you know, some empathy and um, I, I think some, um, you know, activate ourselves to, you yes. know, to be, uh, you know, to be the change, you know, because nobody's going to, nobody is going to hand this to us. Um, and and I, I think if we want to create a new world, we do have to look at what values we want that new world to uh, be built on. Yes. And then we have to communicate it to the people and not, you know, like we, you know, we get on Facebook and our friends have our own values usually and, and we post a lot of articles and we get very, you know, passionate about these things. But it's us spreading out into the into our communities that will really change things because we keep preaching to each other and we know it. And it's about, you know, just I love the Christ, you know, I'm a goddess lady through and through. But, you know, the Christ consciousness is so important. And he said to his people, and I'm not going to say apostles because I think it was mostly women who went out, but he said, you're like yeast and go out and, you know, and be yeasty and, 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 you know, raise the bread and go cook the food. So we need to, we need to engage with people on a, on a social level in ways where we can spread the light and spread the truth about how to live right, whether it's just by example or going to town council meetings and, and, and stopping bad projects from being built in our community, um, even more positively bring ideas into our communities on a social level where um, it will bring about change, write letters, write, you know, our blogs are great, but once again, uh, you know, we're preaching to the choir, go go talk to people who, who are waiting to hear a different vision. Uh, most people, I think, the negative part of Mercury Retrograde has shown us how stressed out and upset people are, and if you you can't say don't do this unless you can show them what they could do instead, right? Right. Yeah, I think so. so you know, because we we uh, you know if we if 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 we expect to change the world, you know, if we want our goddess ideals to be at the center instead of on the fringe of the fringe, then you know we we got to be there uh, saying, look, this is the alternative. You know, because That's people right. are, are are afraid to change if they don't know we have something to take its place, even if what they got right now doesn't work real well. It's it's kind of like the devil they know. At least they're familiar with it, even if they don't like it. Right. People get comfortable. And so go out and do beautiful, you know, find a way to do a full moon ritual with other people around so that they go, what are you doing? Oh, this is fun. This is wonderful, you know, or, you know, hold this summer. So, you know, get, get you know, people who live in smaller towns, you can go to the Arts Council and say, I'd like to do a summer solstice ritual for the town. Um, probably not now because it's only three weeks away. But, you know, the, there's so many things we can do, especially if we do it in an artistic and um, imaginative way. We, we need to catch the imagination of people away from the... Um, 
the drumbeat of the media and the old patriarchy and give it a different beat and show people how to dance in a different way. So there's so many things we can do. And now is summer, you know. If we look at the, the cycle of the seasons, the baby that was born, the light that was born on winter solstice is about to be fully bloomed in three weeks on summer solstice. And that means it's time now to unite heaven and earth. It's time to be spiritual, but not in a monastery. It means act, walk your talk. It's almost like that liberation, liberation theology that all the, the Catholic priests down in South America really, they'd stand up for the people. They would stand up and, and face death. Not that we will do that necessarily, but it's really important for us to, um, to do more than talk. We have to be more than talking heads. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Um I I I totally agree. And you know, and it's not easy. I mean, you know, we're sitting here telling folks to do it, but you know, I mean, it's 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 not fun to um, you know, to go out there and, you know, maybe run for, you know, local office or uh, you know, fight some chemical company that's you know, doing horrible things in your environment or, you know, any of those sorts of things. I mean, it's not sexy. It's not fun. It's not exciting. But it's it's it, it's the hard work that needs to be done, um, you know, if, if we really want to make things better. Yeah. Well, it's like the Lord of the Rings. It's like Frodo saying, I wish I didn't have to carry the damn ring. And, you know, Gandalf saying, you know, we have to deal with the times we live in. So we need hero stories and heroine stories. We need to be the Joan of Arc and the Strider and the Frodo and the and the Dragon Riders, you know, of Pern, all of those people that all of those stories, King Arthur and and you know, all of the stories that say when chaos and darkness is upon us, the heroes need to step forward and it and it isn't about having magical powers. It's about listening to the inner voices of um, spirit within you and and getting them, you know, checking in with them and saying, is this really what I'm supposed to do? And when we hear yes, go, okay, and drag yourself off to that meeting you really don't want to be at to voice what you need to say and to get other people to see a new vision. So, yeah, it and is you know, hard, but we're living in those times. And, you know, Kathy, and sometimes I think it, it can be simple as, as something as simple as speaking up for what's right. You know, if you see exclusion or intolerance in your community, you know, if, um, I don't know, you know, some people are, are being shunned or uh, somebody's being gossiped about, you know, sometimes it just means, um, you know, having integrity and speaking out and saying, you know what, this, this, this isn't right, you know. Um, right. You know, you know, God of spirituality is about love and inclusiveness, and you know, we need to support one another, not tear each other down, and try to right. set a better tone in your community. You know, a better uh, I mean, example. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a that's a hero or a heroine who does something like I that think because so. it's not and easy not to do that. And 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 the thing is, it, you know. Not if you're going to talk, if, you, if something upsets you, don't talk to someone else about it. Talk to the person. That's being a hero, having the courage to actually say what needs to be said to the person that's um, annoying you or upsetting you or that you need to have a talk with. So even yes. on that personal level, that's the important thing. 
Yeah. Well, we have about five minutes left before I know you have to go. Um, was there more to um, what we have coming up ahead, or do you think you sort of, um, you know, laid it out pretty accurately? Well, one, there's one other thing that's going on. So we have, so our responsibility in our test, Saturn, is going to be in Scorpio. Deal with your relationships. Deal with your um, how you uh, on an emotional level how you deal with intimacy and with other people. Um, our love nature, especially our sense of entitlement, has to be rethought. Okay, because for the most of Venus retrograde, it's in Leo. So Leo is very much about drama, and I'm the queen. And so, but it's also about our creativity, and so it's about going back and saying. What do we value? And if we value um, certain things, which is Venus, Venus's values, then act accordingly. Don't act. You know, the, the good part about Leo is if you're the king or the queen, you're going to stand up and defend the people. Um, so it's about getting over drama and the need to be selfish and to work for the good of other people. Um, the other thing that's happening is the planet Jupiter, which is right now in Leo, so all of you Leos have been having a good year, hopefully. Um, in the, at the end of July, it's going to go into Virgo. And so um, Jupiter in Leo has been about self-expression. Jupiter in Virgo will be much more about um, how can I be of service? How can I perfect my skills? Okay, because Virgo is very much about how do we become the master of our skills? Um, so Jupiter gives us those opportunities. Just be open and curious and be prepared to learn. But, you know, otherwise we have the rhythm of the new moon and the full moon, and it's summer. So, you know, really it's a good time to just go play and in that playfulness deal with what comes to you. Um, we were talking the other day, a younger woman was saying how she saw the, uh, she was looking at the earthquake things and, and the movie, this you know, San Andreas Fault and, and Nostradamus and whatever, and, you know, saying we were going to have a giant earthquake in California just last week, and it didn't happen, thank goodness, got us. Um, but um, it's about, you know, too many facts. Don't just prepare yourself to be strong for the good times and the hard times. And I think that's the best, um, the best news the universe can give us. Just stay connected. The word disaster means going against the stars. So if you at least connect to the energies in you and in the universe, we won't, you know, we'll get help. We won't be mm. against the stars, do you know? I love it. And if you're going with the flow, then uh, you're more than likely uh, fulfilling your destiny and, um uh, you know, we we all know when we're when we go with the stars and we don't uh, swim upstream or push the boulder uphill. You know, life is uh, life life is a lot easier, and um, we we find those openings we need to find to uh, accomplish those things that uh, you know it, it all becomes easier. I guess is what I'm trying to That's say. That's right. Yeah, and don't forget to ask for help. Absolutely. Well, Kathy, I sure appreciate um, all of this good advice. I didn't know that disaster meant going against the stars. And you know what? I am not going to see that movie, San Andreas. I simply won't do it to myself. <laughs> no. 
No. I mean, it's crazy. I don't it's, understand it's, why people would, but. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I mean, uh, I, I don't need to scare myself to death. Well, listen, before you run, and especially since I know we're not going to hear from you again until August, uh, why don't you tell listeners, um, you know, how they can find about, out about your books and your readings and your website uh, if they want to be in touch with you for one of your services, uh, you okay, know, before great. August. Well, I'll be moving back to the East Coast, to New England, and um, but of course I have a practice all over the world. And you can find me on wisdom-of-astrology.com, Kathy Pagano, pagan with an O. Um, you can just type me in with a C and a pagan O, and um, you'll find me. And of course, you know, mostly what I do is help people find themselves because I think that's the most important thing, but find themselves through the feminine, through the imagination, through images and symbols. And so that's why I work with tarot cards and dreams and astrology, because it speaks of those subtle energies. Because just like we go to do energy work, we need to understand that the energy is in symbols itself. And in those symbols and and visions that come to us. And we need to know how to interpret it in the right way. And that's where I'm really good at helping people. Well, thank you. And, you know, you gave me a great idea, uh, and I think I'm going to put it out there to my listeners right now, So, um, and, and, and hopefully I'll remember to repeat it uh, later on and maybe for the next few shows. I think it would be helpful for people to email in stories about heroes and heroines. I think that would be inspirational. Yes, definitely. And, you know, we don't have to only have, you know, a lot of times today people tell the the um, story about the fireman they know or their brother-in-law who did something or the mother who does something. And those are all wonderful stories. But once again, they're very personal. We need to remember some of the bigger stories. But we don't have to buy the patriarchal view of them. We, they're, you know, we know enough now to know that Hera was, you know, the goddess Hera wasn't the bitchy wife of Zeus. She was the goddess of marriage and children and and women and um, how they twisted those stories. So we can go back now and find the true stories. So the goddesses become wonderful heroines and the gods become wonderful heroes who stand for something. And so, um, you know, not that stories today of people being heroic aren't good, but, you know, we don't all find ourselves at a fire ready to save somebody and pull somebody out of a building. So the, the older archetypal stories help us understand that life can that being a hero can happen any place in life. Yeah, and I think as as listeners think about submitting stories of heroes and heroines, you know, don't be shy about sending in your own story. You know, maybe you had some sort of a personal victory. And, uh, you know, we'd love to hear it because I think when we share these sorts of stories, you know, it inspires others uh, to act, um, you know, or maybe, um, you know, value the things that they're accomplishing in their lives that maybe they didn't um, see was an accomplishment worth talking about, you know? That's right. That's right. So imagine that we're all sitting around a fire at night and the stars are out and we're telling each other's stories. There you go. Sounds like fun okay. to me. We'll, we'll we'll bring the marshmallows. We'll make the s'mores. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Kathy, safe travels, and um, 
Uh, you know, I, I I hate to have you going back to the East Coast. It means with you not there in, in Las Vegas that uh, I will see you less. But uh, please let me know when you're back here on the West Coast, and uh, we'll oh, have to make sure we often. get together. I'll be back often. My first grandchild is being born in Savannah, Monica, in September. So ah, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. We'll miss you next month, but uh, have a wonderful time getting settled in and um, be safe. Okay. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. God is blessed. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, I see um, tonight's uh, guests are on the switchboard, uh, Ariana and Kyle, and um, I just want to say to them I will be with them after this brief word from Joe Carson. Most people see humankind as really separate from nature and separate from the earth. I'm as much of this earth as a rock or a tree is. And I came out of it. This is, this is my mother planet. I grew out of this earth. As long as we conceive of divinity as above us or outside of us, or that our bodies are somehow less divine than spirit, there's no way that we can change our course. Well, that was Serena Roney Dougal, Ph.D., speaking in Joe Carson's film called Dancing with Gaia. Dancing with Gaia explores the connections between Earth energy, sacred sexuality, the goddesses Gaia. It features 15 visionaries like Serena Roney Dougal who give us tools to feel the life of the planet within ourselves. And the DVD, uh, you know, it doesn't just come all alone. Uh, you actually get a wonderful 45-page uh, book uh, that goes with it, and the two together are only $20. Uh, that's a pretty great deal. Uh, you can get your own copy at uh, dancingwithgaia.com and also uh, learn more about uh, the film and Joe Carson and uh, what's in it uh, by going to the website, dancingwithgaia.com. Okay, well, I am going to uh, say hello to uh, tonight's guest. Um, I believe we have Ariana and Kyle uh, with me now. Um, are you there? Yes, we are. Hi, Karen. Yes, we are. Hi. Thank you so much for being with me tonight. Um, I was uh, telling my guests uh, what an interesting show I thought uh, uh, we had scheduled for them. And um, let me start by telling them a bit about you both, and then we'll jump in and talk about tonight's topic, uh, light atonement, Okay. Um, so, uh, Ariana, she was born and raised in Tokyo, Japan. She moved to the U.S. Uh, at 18, and she attended the University of Southern California. There she met her ex-husband, and uh, together they built a multi-million dollar furniture business from scratch. And uh, then came a series of revelations through meditations. And with the help of psychics and healers, Ariana connected with her life's purpose. She quit her position uh, as uh, president of the furniture company and with the help of her cosmic family became a healer and consultant. And she lives here in L.A. with her two children. 
And uh, her psychic and translator, Kyle Matthews, uh, he's with us too. He's a renowned and respected California psychic who possesses talents far beyond those of other psychics. His ability to see and read other people's auras, uh, his contact with guardian angels and other extraordinary skills enables him to translate Ariana's angels as well as others who reside in dimensions beyond this one. His clientele includes celebrities, uh, in, which uh, might be actors and actresses or movie producers, successful authors, uh, notable business people from all over the world. So um, I think we're in for a treat tonight. So thank you again, uh, both of you, uh, for being uh, here on the show. And I guess, Ariana, um, we'll start with you. Um, we're talking about your book, too, uh, Light Atonement. Uh, explain what that is exactly for those of us who maybe haven't heard about what Light Atonement might be. Okay. Um, the meaning Light Atonement uh, was given to me by my star family. And where they come from, which is seventh dimension, everything is done by the light and light frequency. So light atonement means fixing the problem on the planet and reversing the things we have done through light energy. The book itself is about my life journey, my memoir, but that includes um, reflections, chapter where people will look back in their life and see where they have come and what they have learned and what they need to go. So this book is about really awakening and realizing, you know, what we are and what we need to do. Okay. Well, you know, uh, the thing that um, uh, you make me think about when you say that is a book I read a long time ago, and I didn't read the whole series, but it made me think of the Celestine prophecy. Um, are you familiar with that at all? And, and if so, is, is this anything like that? Maybe Kyle can help on that. <laughs> Um, I would say I would say yes. In, in, in a lot of ways, it's 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 got some similarities to it. Um, it's you know it's 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 her journey finding herself. I mean, finding herself and finding finding who she really is and what her life purpose is and, and what she came here to do. So, and you know, I and then using all her guides and teachers and you know her whole just really getting connected to what your purpose is. You know, so I think that's I, what I, most people are here to do. Anyway, so. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's not an easy task, uh, you know, not by any stretch of the imagination. You know, it's uh, sometimes it's it's not uh, it's not a clear journey. Well, um, and and I and I want my listeners to get the most out of this as they can. And and this topic tonight um, is is a little bit uh, different than the stuff we usually talk about. So if I ask you to you know define some things that you know, to you, uh, you know, or, or or just very simple, I apologize. But like, for instance, when you say your star family or the seventh dimension, um, it, it, can you explain who your star family is and how you met them and where is the seventh dimension? Yes. Um, actually, I first met them about five years ago when I was meditating deeply in months. Um, I went through some channel and actually went into their and met them for the first time. And again, I am a business, you know, I have a business background. I'm a very rational person. You know, this is really far-fetched from what I normally do. And But they told me they're my, my family. And I felt them, I knew what they were saying was true. But I didn't know how that, that will come out to my life, you know, in the future. And about a few years later, 
when I was meditating deeply again in my meditation room, I started to channel this this language, which is not from here. Which is um, I channel actually four beings. They all speak in a very different, you know, light language. And that's um, and when they started to come, and Kyle and I start working together to try to understand. Kyle could speak with uh, his guardian angels and other people's guardian angels. And with the help of you know, his guardian angel, we started to translate what, they, what my staff family are saying. And they basically said they are my family in the future from the seventh dimension, and they are here to assist us to change the course this earth is you know, going forward. We are going to destruction, and we need to you know, change that course. And that's why they are okay. here to bring the messages and information to help us do that. Well, you know, as as a very grounded Virgo, I can imagine when you first mm-hmm. made contact, shall we say, uh, this must have been very startling and off-putting, you know. Um, I know the first time I had any kind of spiritual experience, um, uh, you know, it's kind of like you're never really the same again. And, you know, your skeptical mind... Um, you know, it, it opens, I, I think, in a way to, you know, allow other possibilities in. And I guess I, I wonder, what was that like for you in, in, when when you first started to make contact? I mean, um, how, I, I mean, were you, did you have doubts? Were you skeptical? Um, you know, how were those first few times? What was it like for you? Well, when I first met them, Kyle had told me before my trip that I am going to meet the people I'm going to channel. I have never imagined they were aliens. They are, you know, not from somebody in the past, you know, in, in as a spirit. So that was, I was like, okay, this wasn't what I was expecting at all. But when I started to channel, again, people, many healers and psychics have told me I'm going to channel in the future. But I have never imagined I'm going to speak anything other than Japanese or English I normally speak. So the language, when language came out, I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to tell people? You know, I'm this business person, you know, I have children, just normal upbringing, and I'm now speaking this very different language, and how, what am I going to do with this? But I knew deeply there was, a, there was a reason I'm speaking those languages, and I knew just from by my heart that, you know, I need to come out with this and, you know, do what I came here for. So, um, Ariana, when you first started speaking this language, is it, are you channeling your star family? Is is that what it is? And Correct. Could, and yeah, they were speaking through me, yes. And you didn't know what they were saying either. You needed Kyle to know what what they were what they were trying to communicate is that right correct what they told me was since i am channeling so much information from um you know just all universal knowledge and you know just everything just it just information was just too much from human brain to translate i mean channel and translate at the same time so they wanted me to channel, and they have also told me there are going to be few people on this earth who can translate my language. But they will be so, coming to me to help me, you know, just bring this work forward. Well, and, and I'm also curious, um, do you have a sense of what they look like? Yes, I do. I have seen them. But, again, at the seventh dimension, they 
they change forms. I mean, you, you, they're not physical like we are. So whatever you want to see, they can turn into. So for most humans, they will see them as beautiful angelic beings. But I am from there, so thus I see them as aliens. So that's what the explanation to me was. I see them as it because I'm from there. But most people, if, if you know, humans try to see them, they're going to look like angelic being or whatever they want to see. So would you describe, I mean, and, and forgive this question. I, I apologize if it sounds stupid. I just want to clarify how we're using the word alien. You know, I mean, there are a lot of people like Zachariah Sitchkin, you know, who talked about, you know, this planet was seeded by aliens. Um, you know, I mean, ancient aliens has become almost a, a pop culture religion. Um are we talking about that kind of alien, you know, like little green men or, well, not little not green men, gray, gray? <laughs> no, 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 not necessarily that. But, again, I'm talking about alien being not from the, of the Earth. They're okay. from different planets is what I'm trying to say. And different planets, different dimensions. And from so, the future, from the future, from the future. So it's, it's just a different energy. It's... So, it, but, but, Kyle, when you say from the future, um I, I guess I'm happy. I mean, that's what they said. That's what they said when they came. I mean, it was it was very difficult when it first happened. I mean, I'm I'm used to doing you know normal readings, and I I sit and I do readings. I, I have a guardian angel I work with, and I have since I was 14 years old, and I've been doing readings for 35 years. And you know, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, what is this? You know, I mean, you know, it was very it was very you know you, you it's, it's kind of shocking when you first hear it, and it's like. And then, you know, and it was, but I could hear the difference in it. I mean, you could hear the difference in each one of them because there was like four different ones that were speaking. And so you could hear four different, you know, voices almost. But then, then it, you know, then, then I started listening. And so then I would ask my angel, you know, because when I do readings for people, I would ask my angel to talk to their guides and teachers and angels and give me the information they need for whatever the reading was. So I said, you know, can you, can you break this down for me so, so that I can understand what she's saying? And, it started coming slow, and then it, you know, then it became more clear and more clear, and so now I can understand it pretty, le- pretty well. But there's a lot of levels of it when, and when you hear her speak, you'll, you'll hear that it's, it's very levels, like many different levels of, you know, different high pitched sounds and things. So, I mean, I think there's probably even more information than I'm even getting sometimes, you know. But I can get the basic information out of there pretty well. So now, so and it gets faster and faster. So. So Ariana refers to them as as uh, her store family, but does their I'm going to say species? Um, do they have? What do they call themselves? Well, why don't I ask them? Can I just bring them out? Well, oh, you, you know, can what, answer that, Kyle. No, no, I'm just, I'm not saying what is, what does she call? They all have names, so they have actual physical names. Uh, well, yeah, I, I mean, like like you're Kyle and she's Ariana, but a bit. I mean, we're all. Um, you know, we we are we are all Earthlings, you know, um, right, right, or we right, right. we are Americans, or we're this or we're that. Um, other than star family, do they identify some sort of a way? Well, they also they say they are the members of the uh, Federation of Light, and they they claim that humans are are, are included in that federation. Okay. Okay. And um, have they been around forever? And um, but they're just um, revealing themselves now, or have they been revealing themselves all through, um, you know, humanity's history here on the planet? Well, Karen, if it's okay with you, I can bring them out, and they can answer for themselves, and Kyle can translate. Would you like that? 
Uh, well, sure, Kyle. We can give it a go. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready anytime you are. Okay. All right, so how how do we do this, Ariana? Do I ask a question, question. or do you just let them talk? You can ask me a question. Uh, I'll answer in light language, and Kyle will translate. Okay. All right. Um, All right, do you need a moment, or do I just ask the first question? No, go ahead. Well, I'd like to welcome your star family to the show, and I guess I'd like to ask them what would um, I, what would they like my listeners uh, to know? What's maybe their, one of their most important messages? Okay. <laughs> um, the the first thing they said was they said they're very grateful to be here, and then they said um. They said that the, the main thing that they wanted to know is that, that they would like them, everyone to know how precious this planet is and how that everyone needs to take care of it and that we, you know, we haven't been taking care of it and that we need to really reverse some of the things that we've already done. And so that was the first thing they said. Okay. Um, is there anything that they can do to help humanity uh, raise our consciousness so that uh, we can try to save ourselves? I'm going to bring them in uh, for a minute, but Kyle and I have been working uh, working on some solutions to, say, global warming, to, you know, just cures to uh, uh, disease. Um, they can bring down a lot of information, many information from the future. Okay. So we, we are, you know, recording those things, and, you know, we're trying to send out to the right people so that it can be helped. But if we, I'll okay. ask them directly if they have anything else mm-hmm. they want to say about how they want to help us. They basically said that 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 this is not something. They're, they're trying to stop us from doing what what the course that we're on is is not a good course, and it's a course that that they've seen over and over again. I guess in other times or other places, or uh, I don't quite understand all that. But they said it's it's something they've already seen before. And um, and so they, they're trying to prevent us from doing that. And so, I mean, I think we're on a path that's not that, you know, that great for our our planet here. So, and so they, you know, they have been bringing us a lot of things. So they've been telling us a lot of different things. And so we are trying to get them to the right people and the, the information that we've gotten. So I mean, sometimes we don't even know what it is that we're we're getting. But it's 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 like they'll send it in pictures and you know we'll put it down on paper and everything. But it's it's pretty interesting stuff. So. Okay. Well, you know, one thing that I'm curious about, if and if I can pose this uh, this question, is, um, you know, oftentimes uh, I've certainly felt, you know, we don't really know the history of our planet. Um, you know, just for instance, you know, you have some people saying that, you know, maybe the Sphinx is even 10,000 years old, you know, and it's been eroded by water, you know. Uh, I guess I'm wondering, um, is there much... Uh, much hidden history on our planet that uh, that we don't know about, and uh, if so, might that be something that uh, they can reveal to us? They said within the next three three to four years, there's going to be a lot of information that's going to come up. That's going to reveal a lot of um, a lot of stuff to tell you how old uh, certain things are, and it's how old this planet is, and how many visitors there's been already here trying to help uh, along the road. 
um, with Egypt. They said Egypt also, and they, they said, you know, um, there's many um, other things, too. They said with, with um, you know, with the, the writings and, you know, the things like the Dead Sea Scrolls and things. That, you know, there's there's so much information that's going to come out, but there's there's things that we're going to find that um, are, are going to make a lot more sense once once they're discovered. And, I mean, I think they're being discovered right now, probably, a lot of them. And so they're going to come out, and you're going to see them in the press and stuff in the next couple of years. But it's going to make a lot more sense to everyone about what, where, you know, where we're, you know, where we've come from and where we're going, and how we're just kind of reversing. A, we're going through a, a process, a pattern again. So, and I, I think we're just going through this pattern again. They keep talking about this pattern of, um, you know, heading down the path again to where everything just stops. So, and I, I don't. I don't understand that completely. I just know that that's what they say. And so, you know, and they keep saying we head down that that path and it just it comes to a stop, a complete stop. And so, you know, we've got to reverse it. So whatever that means. Um, I, I guess I'd, I'd like to ask, I mean, I don't know if time means the same thing to uh, to your star family as it means to us. Um, but is there a way that uh, they can give a sense of, you know, how long we've actually uh, had civilizations on the planet? So we had a civilization in the past? Is that what your question? No, how 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 far we back do, do civiliz how far back do civilizations actually go? Was there an Atlantis? Was there a Lemuria? Was there civilizations even before that that have been lost under the sea or under the sand? Sure. <laughs> They said they said there definitely was um, was uh, definitely Atlantis and many many other places, um, and they 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 that's what they were talking about a minute ago. They said these are the places that have already gone through this cycle that we're going through, and so you know and it it seems that we go through these cycles and then restart somehow, and I guess you know when we restart I I don't know why we don't have all the memories of it but we do have partial memories of things I guess. But um, they said that we're going to discover something with that in 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 Egypt, like very very quickly. So that's like um, they're talking like in the next probably six five to six months, you're going to hear about this, and it's going to prove some of the stuff that has to do with Atlantis even. So, so so where do they where do they actually reside? Where do they exist? Are they just energy in our consciousness? Are they on another planet? Are they somewhere in the cosmos? Um, where do they call home? Um, they actually are are a type of energy. They they actually live uh, kind of in Ariana's energy. Um, they 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 actually reside right there in her energy. So, um, but they but they also have come from an, uh, another planet outside of. Um, outside of our I guess our galaxy so but it's 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 you know they said it's um it's a planet that no longer exists so hmm. um 
and I don't know whether this question will make any sense or mean anything to them, but, you know, we talk about the sacred feminine being a cosmic force. Um, You know, the Hindus call it the sea of being. Um, How would they describe um, what the planet is? I mean, is it a living being? Is there anything, I mean, is there such a thing as the cosmic force of of the sacred feminine or this interconnected um, idea that we have of all the people and the planet together. Uh, is is that just some mumbo-jumbo that we've come up with ourselves, or uh, from their perspective, is there anything to that? <laughs> they, they said that you're right on target with that. That they said it is. is it's a living, it's a living, uh, vibrant uh, energy, and it's and it's definitely a feminine energy. It's, a, it's it's a female energy. They said this planet Earth is, is definitely that, and that's you know that's what they want us to protect. They want us to you know resaturate it, re re you know fix it basically, and let it be back to what it was because it could provide everything that everyone needs if if we would just learn to give back to it and, and to understand and, and take care of it. They said, we don't nurture it, you know, and they said, if we all would nurture it and ourselves and learn to be more um, kind and considerate and all those great things, um, that it would just be, it would just make this a whole new place. I mean, it's the problem that's I think happened over and over again in, in times, you know, in history, maybe even in, at the time of Atlantis. I mean, I think we get too big for our riches is what they say. So, and we go through these processes of letting other things start to control our, our, um, our, I guess our minds and however we want to look at it. But well, have they given any advice or wisdom um, that can help us, you know, help us change course? <laughs> I mean, they've been giving, um, you know, they've been giving Ariana um, all kinds of things. I mean, she's been, you know, writing things every every week, and you know, they help her with, you know, her writing, and they they help her come up with things that that are going to help people to really, you know, just basically learn to ground themselves and learn to, you know, just take a moment and and really, you know, it, it, they said everyone is moving so fast here, and that that you know that that. Maybe little kids, they said. Maybe little kids, and maybe elderly people are, are will look around a little bit. But they said everyone else is moving too fast and not stopping for a minute to really get it. And so, you know, they said they said um, they said that they need to really just you know understand that this is uh, you know that we're all part of this one big melting pot that needs to work together to make this. A better place, and they, they, you know, so they are, they are giving information, but they're giving information to her in, in a lot of different ways. Um, even in her book, if, if um, I don't know if you've read it, but if, you know, there's certain parts in there where they talk, and they, they tell, you know, what, what they are here for. Each one of them is here for different things. So, well, could you elaborate a little bit on that, Kyle, or and, and um, you know, so that we can get a sense of, um, you know. In, in more specifics, you know what they what they believe well, we might actually be able to do to change things. Okay, I mean, 
Ariana can tell you about each one of them. I mean, she can, you know, she's got that all well, that information. My family I mean, consists of three. Um, is my father. He is a leader of the seventh dimension. Um, he brings uh, universal knowledge. He has any information. Anyone, any information, just in general, from anywhere that he has that. So he helps also help helps with pe- uh, humans with their thought patterns. That's what he's in charge of. I channel uh, my future self, Novisha. Um, she's a soul doctor, and she heals people's soul. And you know, she has she is very feminine, and she has that side of the um, healing power. Um, I channel my twin sister, Kyra. Um, she has the ability to um, clear people's karma and also um, communicate and change any minerals on this earth, including crystals and any minerals. So she's here to bring that, you know, information to help us, you know, make a better future. Um, the fourth um, being I channel, his name is Wanish. Um, he's a time traveler, and he also has... Um, he also has, uh, you know, information from anywhere, but at the same time, he works with me to make changes, um, and he's also an expert on time travel. So he he has a lot of information to help us with that for, uh, you know, what we need if we want to move forward. Well, you know, it's interesting that you're calling this light atonement because I know in certain religions uh, there's such a thing called emanation theology and uh, just in Kabbalah for instance um, you know they believe in receiving the light you know that receiving the grace of the divine is um, uh, you know they call that receiving the light and I guess I'm just wondering if that's kind of a kernel um, you know, that belief is a kernel that's somehow related to um, you, what you're doing here with this light atonement. Do you have any idea? I, I believe that full-heartedly. I mean, name Ariana, you know, I picked the name because that is, I wanted to find a, a name which would um, mean light bearer because I am the blinger of the light and I am also the blinger of the truth. So I bring light and truth to this humanity. And through light atonement and through channeling these beings, I am leading this, you know, earth and humanity to brighter future. That's why I'm here. You know, I I have wondered for probably a decade now, and and I pose this to your um, your star family. You know, I've wondered for a decade now if all of this work that people like me and so many of us are doing. Uh, to reawaken the sacred feminine, to shift patriarchy, to um, create a better world. Uh, if if the idea of the sacred feminine um, is as a, a goddess, a divine feminine, will that uh, will that ever be restored? That idea restored at the center of society, so our mythos isn't just this idea of the authoritarian God? I mean, will the sacred feminine be rebirthed into the world? I am about that because I have talked to them about that, you know, in the past. Um, yes, it w- yes, we will because the, the fact I'm a female, they say it has to be a female right now who can change this world because we, we all of us have both feminine and masculine energy inside of us. However, male tends to follow their ego and don't really listen to their heart. And we, female, 
and feminine energy, we are the creation. We are, you know, we, we, we could make the biggest difference. And they have told us many times, in the many past in the, um, in the history, there are many female rulers who ruled more than, you know, just, just beautifully, more than any male rulers. But many times after they are deceased, they are killed, their record has been erased as if they didn't exist. But the truth is, female has always ruled more beautifully, peacefully, and prosperously. Okay. Um, so, Ariana, did you have any idea that you were become that you would become this channeler uh, and healer when you were in Japan? No, not at all. I mean, I wanted to be a business person and traveling around the world, and that's what I did for the first thirty-five years of my life. <laughs> So has this been difficult? I mean, do people, um, when you meet people, do they um, do they believe you? Do they think you're a charlatan? I mean, how, how were you received? Well, again, I I'm not here to convince people that you know what I I'm doing is real because they will need my information and you know they are more like they find me because they need, they believe in me and my energy and my power. So, you know, and again, I don't talk light language in front of everybody. You know, I don't tell, preach people how to live. That's not what I'm here for. But I kind of share my, you know, knowledge and wisdom and information I have. And, you know, people are really uh, listening and opening up, and many people have read my book and thanked me for sharing my uh, my story with them. Now, and, now your and book... I, go, go ahead. Go ahead, Kyle. No, I was going to say, I was going to say, you know, she was she's such a respected business person. I mean, you know, I've known her, you know, from both sides of the fence here. I mean, this was not something she went out seeking at all. You know, she was very happy with doing her life and, and doing her thing and, you know, and even having a reading here and there and, you know, and just living her life out. It was not something she ever went out to look for or even to try to do. So it's, it's you know, and so people know her in her business world and, you know, she's a very strong businesswoman. So, I mean, I think most people would not even doubt what she's doing. I mean, you know, she's got such interesting clients and stuff around her and they would not doubt one bit of what she's doing just because of her business background. I mean, so it's it's one of those things that, you know, she, you know, it's it's just something she wouldn't, it, it just wouldn't come out of her. So they no, just no, automatically trust her. Now, now the book, uh, the book is called Light Atonement, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I believe in the book, and I don't have a copy, so I apologize if I, if I get any of this wrong, feel free to correct me. But um, from the materials that your, that uh, your, your assistant or publicist sent, um, in your book, you describe finding a spiritual being who is your soulmate. Is that a human or a, or a non-human? It is a human, but I have met him in spirit, but I haven't met him in the human body yet. Okay, wait, say that again? <laughs> Maybe Kyle can explain it better. Um he was one of my guides, and but he is in the human body right now, but I haven't met him yet. Oh, okay. So he is out there. He's in a Correct. human body. Y'all, you just haven't. How will you know when you meet him? I mean, will it be like this, you know, this um, 
I don't know. Will the will will you hear birds singing or something? I I, I she, I'm not. She's, <laughs> I think she's if I meet him, it's something of just out of this world because I have met couple uh, twin flames in this life, and that it's amazing. But with him and I have so much deeper than that. So you know. But then again, I cannot be waiting for him to show up to do my work. So everything right. has to take place. And when time is right, I'm sure we are going to meet. Now, also, um, I understand you have a son who's an indigo child. Is that right? Correct. So tell me a little bit about that. I mean, I've heard the phrase indigo child. I know they're supposed to be very advanced. But beyond that, honestly, I don't know a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Um, So could you speak about that a little bit? Yes. Um, Indigo children are the children who came to Earth remembering parts of who they are, where they come from, or their past, so they can use those information to become and lead lead us. Um, Like for example, my son from birth, he could you know he could see people's aura, he could see spirits in naked eyes, he could speak to his guardian angel, and everything was natural to him. Those abilities he never lost when he came to Earth. Hmm. Um, and how old is he? He's 17 now. And very early age, he realized, you know, what he's seeing is not, everybody else is not seeing what he's seeing, but he doesn't really go out and talk about it, you know, but he right. has, you know, talked to me and others, and, you know, he and Kyle could talk well because they see what, well, they see a lot of, you know, same things. <laughs> and then and these Indigo children, they come in advanced in certain areas of, um, education and things like that i mean like you know he's very advanced in science and and you know things like that i mean they they come in just like you know with almost those minds of just the people that can think out things before they even you know way before their time you know so it's it's very interesting yeah so my, son than... family, yeah, my staff family has told me that my, you know, my son is a scientist from another planet so he will contribute to do something because he has information so does that mean we uh, it, it, does that sort of reinforce the idea of reincarnation that we that we live many lives? Yes. Okay. Um so your so your start your your child, your son, um um did you have him before you began doing this or did you Oh yes. I, oh, I okay. had him 17 years ago and when I had him, I mean I the connection I had with him was incredible, but that, I thought that was normal. But I later found out I have so much more connection with him than almost anyone on this earth. So that didn't make sense. So how long have you had this gift, Ariana? Oh, good question. Um, I started to channel about two years ago, but I had been on an intensive spiritual for maybe last five years. And before that, I was totally a business person. So you had so even so probably the first taste, if you will, taste you've had of of kind of an exceptional life was your son. Uh, but otherwise, everything else in your life was pretty normal and mundane until you started this meditation, which led to your association with your star family. Yes, well, my meditation started about 15 years ago, and I had been doing yoga for almost longer than 17 years. So, And one of my first uh, long, uh, silent meditation retreats, 
I deeply connected to my soul and realized that everything I was searching was inside of me. And that was over 12 years ago. So, Ariana, do, does everyone have a star family or only select people on the planet? Um, not many people have a uh, uh, star family or lineage in stars. That doesn't mean there are many light workers and, you know, there are many people who are here to, you know, help the earth. But, it's, you know, it's very, um, it's not a common thing. So how, well, aside from, I, I understand it's not a common thing, but how would one um, find find out if they have a star family. Um well, there is like if you are if you are a star child or you know you have a star family, you have you realize that uh, you are, you realize that by one of two things. One is either they will they will try to um contact you, initiate contact with you. That like me, that's how I found out. Or two, you will go through enough um difficulties in life that you will wake up to that reality. I have spoken to a few other people who you know, have gone through cancer and, you know, many, many difficulties. And through that, they really got connected and, you know, they they know where they come from. And, you know, you just, you just it, it, sometimes we have bigger missions and we have to go through harder life to, not always, sometimes, you know, to just, so that I believe that's why we have more compassion for others when we are here to lead. You know, we needed to go through certain things so that we have empathy and compassion that we can lead other people. Right. Um, now, your light language, um, the way we hear it coming from you, um, <laughs> is, is that how they speak to each other? Or um, is this light language the same as, I mean, you know, you have you have people out there who, you know, say they're light bringers and things like that, but they don't necessarily have this light language that you have. Um, are they connected to the same beings you are, or are there different varieties of star families and light beings out there that are trying to help us? Uh, there are there are definitely different uh, people as well. There are few, I, I believe about ten people on Earth who speak a very similar light language. Not similar to mine, but they are all t- speak the same language. And I was told by my star family that that language is considered to be uh, like English on Earth, where everybody in the star nations can speak to each other with that language. And I know some people can channel that language, but my star family choose to speak on their own language. And, you know, and even with them, uh, the three of my star family, they completely speak different language. And when I channel, I, I actually, three of them are combined. That's how I speak. But if I speak each one of them, all three, a very, very distinctively different voice. Okay. And the, and the one who was talking to me a few minutes ago, was that just one of them or was that different ones? Three combined. Or who was it? Those are three that combined. Those are the three main ones combined. Um, and yeah, you you want to hear the other ones? If you want to hear the other ones, you can hear them all separate. She can do it for you. And, and yeah, I I would, and and I I'd like to know what their names are. Sure. So this is Krishna, my uh, my father. Maybe he can bring um, us and our listeners a message for today. <laughs> He just says, thank you for being here. Thank you for having him here. And he said that, um, you know, he says, 
he says the main message that he wants to get out to the people is just to be kind to each other. He just said, he said that it's so important. He said it just makes such a difference. So that would that would solve it all, wouldn't it? That's what he said. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm being serious. I, I that wasn't I wasn't being facetious at all. If we really just cared about one another, and um, it, it really would uh, solve everything. You know, like no, Jesus I mean, said, like love, in, love one in, another. I laugh in L.A. You know, when we live in L.A., I mean, it's like we usually meet our neighbors when we have an earthquake. I mean, you know, it's it's so sad. You know, it's like, you know, it's just... You know, I know. I, and that's not an exaggeration for all of you listeners no, out there that don't live in L.A. <laughs> People don't even know their neighbors. <laughs> and next is Kyra. I'm going to bring in Kyra. Um, she, 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 she. How would you describe her, Ariana? She's like, she's, she's such a, um, she's, you know, she's a very caring soul. She's very caring. You know, she, she's very about the heart. You know, and she's all about the heart and about really caring and nurturing people. So, you know, and, and she brings that energy in, in everything she does. And she's just very, very, very healing. Um, very healing to people. Um, it's, it's just an amazing. That was one. Uh, you know, she was. One of the one of the well, they came all separate. They came at different times, which is so interesting. So, I mean, I, I don't I don't know if you know about that, but they didn't come all together like this, just boom, boom, boom. It yeah, was like the one first in person. One who came out was Kyra, which I'm going to channel now. Um, she connects with all the crystals. So when I'm usually holding crystals, she just comes out, jumps out, and starts speaking because she's happy. So, <laughs> and this is she. She just, she's very, she sees everything in a different light than, you know, she almost sees it like a little kid sees it, you know, just like everything is beautiful. So it, it's always interesting. So. Well, did, it was, did she say something or? She said, she said, she said, she said that, that, that there are so many people that are listening on your, on your, on your program right now that she said there's a lot, such beautiful lights out there. She said that she just wants them to get brighter so that they can make a difference. And she said, she said, she just said that there's so many beautiful lights out there. So that's what she said. So, and, well, in the in her voice was was definitely more distinct. The first two were kind of sort of similar, but she was uh, her voice was definitely different. Right. And then there's a the fourth. There's a fourth. His name is Lanish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All our eardrums went out. Um, <laughs> um, no, so so he's the one that's the the time traveler one. So that's the one he's he he's, he's a time traveler. So and he's an interesting well, he, one. He's got a real sense of humor too. That one. So did did he have a message? He just said he just said that it it it's time to step up to the plate. He just said it's you know it's it there is no no time to waste. He just said it's time to step up to the plate, and he's. Hoping everyone listens, and he said, he said, and he said they don't even have to believe in anything; they just have to listen to just get this message about really stepping up to the plate and making a difference themselves. He said because that's what's so important. You know, I think it's just if each person does one extra thing, you know, to help with this world, I think it's going to make a difference. And it, you know, it's just like the old saying: if you pick up one rock, you know, and and put it in the right pile, it's going to make a difference. And so that's what it's about. So. 
Okay. Um, well, Ariana, I'm wondering how um, discovering your star family. I mean, I don't know. I mean, did you did you have any sort of religion before your star family? And if so, um, how does knowing that there's a star family impact that? Well, I didn't have any religion. My parents were Buddhist, but they really didn't practice anything. But being raised in Japan, that we are very spiritual, not re- not necessarily religious. That we are connected to the nature. You know, we have four seasons, and you know, we are. We, we I mean, I would talk to my ancestors who passed away, and I, we thought that was all natural. So for me, when I came here, and when I started to receive messages from other healers that I'm going to channel, and you know, it, it wasn't. I didn't feel it was so out of the way because anything is possible on this earth. Well, you know, this next question um, might be difficult, but I can't imagine maybe better people to ask than your star family. You know, so many of us who have discovered goddess, uh, we wonder um, the nature of goddess. You know, were some of these goddesses actually humans that walked the earth and maybe just were over you know, stories being told after generation after generation after generation that, you know, maybe these were queens who got elevated to goddesses or, um, you know, we know about Isis, we know about Artemis, we know about Kuan Yin. Um, how, how would your star family, uh, how do they see uh, goddesses? Do they believe in goddesses? Uh, is, is religion... Uh, anything of significance to them. Okay. Okay. They they said that um that that religion in 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 the concept of religion and man interfering with religion they said and and they said they 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 have an issue with that. But to talk about the goddess energy, they said that that's the energy that was here to begin with. They said that's that's the first energy, the one that the one that created it all. You know, going all the way back, and they said, yes, these people were not. It's like you know, they 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 talk like they have different names. They said they they some of the 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 goddesses have different names, but some of them are very. If you look at them, they're very similar in who they are. Like you know, you can some some of them very much will match. Like going back to the Egyptians or the Romans or the, you know, all the different, the Indian, even even the Indian goddesses, you know, that they they can all be related, you know, from Aphrodite to, you know, to Mm -hmm. anything in between. And he said, and he said, he said that, but they were real, real, you know, they weren't just stories that that there was a time when they actually were here and and they, they were doing something and making a difference and that we lost that along the road and man took over and, and you know, and 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 put that to the side, kind of you know, and and they they took over to you know create and became strong, and you know, and 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 that's when everything fell apart. Is basically, I guess, what happened. But um, but that's what they said. So they said they were they were real. There was a real in, inclinations of what they were. But you know, and I'm sure some of the stories are bigger than more than what they were. But I think they were really important people that were here at some point. So, and they made they made. They left their mark here on the people, and that's where the stories came from. But they said a lot of them, the goddesses in the different religions or the different backgrounds are the same goddess, but it's just you looked at, you just have to almost look at it differently, you know. I guess right. one of them looked at it a little bit differently, but I, 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 I don't even know what I'm saying, but I'm just saying what they're saying. So, 
Well, I, I anyway. think you're saying, you know, the way we sort of describe it, you know, like there's like maybe one goddess energy and all of these different goddesses are like facets of a diamond or leaves on a tree. Exactly. You know. You're right there. That's exactly what. Yeah, yeah. So do they have a religion? <laughs> I laugh, but <laughs> no, they're saying something man made. Lady Jane, people can people believe in certain things, but Lady Jane is, I believe, is just people. The humans, Dogma, yeah. Like, yeah, humans are using it to control other people. So True, yeah, I mean, not, just read Karl Marx, know, we, the opiate yeah. of the masses. But, um, but I guess I wonder, you know, um, beings who are on their level, um, I don't know, is there some sort of overarching... Um, well, I I don't want to use the word religion, maybe, but uh, you know, they do they in. do they have a higher power? I mean, do they have a divine that they believe in, or when you're on that level, or do they all see themselves as parts of the divine, or does the divine not even factor into their cosmology? Let me bring them in. <laughs> They um, they said that what they see is that they are all they are all a piece of it, and that 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 all the pieces in 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 the in the 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 accumulation of everything it's like being you know one drop of water in the ocean they they um, are all part of the the thing so that it's inside of each one of them and it's and it's part of them but yes they're they're very they're very clear on what they're their 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 higher power is but it's within the masses and, and within the group when when they're all together working at the same level that what the, the differences that they can make and the things that they can change it's when everything starts to separate our power becomes part of an issue or you know um and they said that's when everything falls apart they said because it starts to separate in the pot and that's when everything goes you know but when it's all lined up yeah so well, well, you know, I, I find that so interesting because, you know, one of the things we talk about in goddess spirituality is the need for solidarity, you know, uh, for inclusiveness, for, uh, you know, to honor the interconnection and understand that there, you know, there is no other. And um, I don't know, I just, I, 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 I like what they said. <laughs> um, you know, and I know with Kabbalah studies, you know, they talk about, uh, when you have separation is when disease or strife, um, you know, that's when the, you know, s- those sorts of uh, things, um, you know, enter the picture and you have trouble, you know, you have sickness or you have, you know, you have fighting or, um, so anyway, it, it yeah, sound, sounds like um, something I've heard before, I guess, is the easiest way to put it. Um, so, so Kyle, I mean, you you uh, are with Ariana a lot. You, I, I mean, I, I'm I, I'm not even sure what other questions I should ask. Um, is there anything that I haven't asked that you think might be of interest or important uh, for listeners? I I think that you know I think that you know it's 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 an interesting thing. I I think the the the, the greatest thing is that you know. Ariana is one person, the one person that's, you know, trying to make a difference. And, and, and she's actually, you know, she's, you know, you, you kept hinting about this and wondering what, you know, how her life has changed or, you know, what, what's gone on with it and how everyone's taken it. And, you know, it's like, and it's interesting. It's, it's not an easy 
process. I'm, I mean, I give her credit because I've been working, you know, doing readings for 30-something years and, you know, dealt with all different people from all different walks of life. And I watched her go through this in such, uh, you know, to me, such a quick period of time. Um, and it, it, it's been a real interesting um, thing because, you know, it's, it's, she just really listened, took what, you know, took it to heart and just got on her path and said, okay, I've got to do this, you know, and just did it. And, you know, so many people don't do that and wouldn't do that. And especially as we get older, we have more fear about doing things like that and changing our life path, you know. Sure. And I, mean, I read people. So, you know, I know that it's later in life, people rarely, rarely make big moves like that. But she has, and, and, it's, and it's just an interesting thing. And it's, if you get anything from this, or if you're listening and you're out there listening, if you can understand one thing is that, you know, it, it just takes that one step out, you know, to maybe just open yourself up just a little bit and wonder, you know, well, you know, I got something from that. I did hear this. I did get that. It's nothing is, you know, and it, it's all, we're all part of the same, you know, process going through this. And that's what they want us to do. They want us to realize that. And they want us to get that before it's too late. That's all it's about. So, so Kyle, <laughs> would you say their mission, the Star family's mission is to help humanity save itself? Or is this sort of just, you know, what they do as a hobby? I, I, I mean, you know, I, 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 I don't know how to say what I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think I think what they've done is I think maybe they messed up themselves at some point. You know, I don't, I haven't gotten it clearly necessarily exactly what it is, but I think maybe they messed up on their planet and they're trying to help us save ours. You know, I think maybe it's something like that. You know, that okay. it's stupid to see another planet go down just because of greed and power struggles and you know wars that are, don't need to be going on. You know, I mean, just you know, there's so many things that we do that we don't need to be doing and you know, over stupid things, as we know, you right, know, that, right. that aren't, aren't, aren't going to make a difference down the road anyway. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's just one of those things that, you know, it's sometimes the simpler things and going back to a little bit more simpler life might be a little bit better, you know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, well, here's, I, I, well, I guess maybe one of my final questions is, um, all right, so Ariana, you know, and this is for both of you to answer, either of you, whoever wants to answer it. All right, so so Ariana's written the book, uh, but what now? I mean, are you is are you two just sort of working with people on an individual basis? Like, say, me, for instance, if I had questions about what, you know, for my personal life, or or, or is your work bigger than that? I mean, um, how are you, uh, you know what I'm saying? Are you working one-on-one with people, or are you trying to uh, get beyond just, I mean, because that would take forever. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do work one-on-one, but in a larger scale. So what I would like to do, and the people I work with are corporations. Um, you know, the Nat, we're, we're trying to do some stuff with NASA. To certain, you know, products you know. and stuff like that. That's what I would like. But um, for more, I write I write blog weekly to help them awaken. Um, they can send me questions, and I answer sometimes, and you know, stuff like that. So when you say, for instance, you work with corporations, I mean, what does that mean exactly? You go in, and what do you do? I'm a consultant. I'm a business consultant, and they but, channel. But, but I mean, you're cons- mm-hmm. yeah, But I mean, you're consulting about how how to do their business better, or Correct. somehow your your guides or trying to raise the consciousness so they're not greedy exploiters. You know, <laughs> um, I, I guess I'm no, wondering. I, I, what I is, work with I work with them though. So- right decision 
So they would have, say, you know, this product or this product to make, and then I will help them to make the right product to help the earth and humanity. That's how it works. So, so in other words, like maybe somebody would call in an astrologer to say, you know, uh, when would, you know, this is what we're thinking to do mm-hmm. and when would be a good time to do mm-hmm. it, that Definitely. sort of thing? Yeah, that, that I could do that as well. But more, more so right now what Kyle and I are working on is, as I said, the solutions to major issues on Earth that, that my staff family is willing to give us the information. So, you know, I mean, we've got, you know, we're putting together, uh, there's a lot of different stuff we're putting together. I mean, we've got a lot of information about different things um, that we're putting together. I mean, there's some stuff we're sending to NASA, there's some stuff we're sending to some doctors to look at, you know, um, you know, and I mean, we, you know, when it's coming out, I mean, we don't even know, I mean, we're not, neither one of us are physicists or anything like that, but I mean, some of this stuff is coming out that, you know, it's almost written like a physicist would have written it or whatever, and so it may be just that you know it may just be that there's a piece missing that they need help with getting, and so we can kind of ask the, you know these ones to bring it to us, and they'll show us a picture of it, or they'll, they'll they'll tell them what it is, and and they can finish up something that would maybe feed you know people in a country where they can't grow crops, where we we figure out some kind of crop that could grow there, you know, or bring water into some places that they can't get water, or you know whatever it happens to be. You know, we, we really okay. want to work with green company green companies that are doing really good things. So that's what we're doing. So, so are there? Um, uh, I, I understand you have some things in the works, and you've reached out to folks. Um, is there? Are there any success stories? I mean, have you provided information to anyone that's turned into turned? Uh, you know, that ended up being an important thing. Well, we are right now creating one of the devices to heal some kind of cancer. So. Could take years, so you right. know that everything we do, you know, it just takes time. I started to channel my staff family two years ago. I wrote my book a year ago. Uh, book just got published in March, but we are moving as fast as we could. Right. And now, is your book available in all the usual places? Amazon. Yes, and Amazon. Yes, and on my website, uh, www.starchild.com, I have more information about my consulting work, to my blog, to uh, you know, connect with me with Facebook and everything. So, and I would love people to go on there, and you could buy a book. And I program crystals also, and you can buy them there as well. So, what does that mean? You program crystals. Um, I program crystals. Um, I put energy into the crystal, so the crystal would send out the energy to shift the the environment. Basically, I program the crystal with love and light, and that the people who are holding the crystal or within the environment that it clear clears the um, clears the energy there. I see. Okay. Well, um, this has been most interesting, and um, and I want to thank your Star family for uh, for speaking to me and, and, and to my listeners. And uh, I guess I, I'd just like to know if any of you, the Star family or Kyle or you, Ariana, um, is there anything anyone would like to say before we have to um, say goodbye tonight? Uh, yes, actually, this Saturday, June 4th, Kyle and I will be attending the holistic event in Irvine. This is our first appearance, and we'll be doing some readings and some uh, channeling as well. So if uh, people live in the area, I would love to meet them. And more information, they could go to my website. Okay, all right. Um, aside from that, uh, aside from <laughs> the business end of it, um, uh, anything I haven't asked or uh, any last messages, anything like that? 
I just want people to know that we all have powers to make a difference. And those different, those, those you know, steps doesn't have to be leap, made giant leaps. That if, if if it could be very small thing, like one thing you decide to do, whether to you know smile to someone daily, what to say thank you, uh, to be kind, to be loving, any of these things. So we, I don't want people to lose hope that they they cannot make a difference because they can. And I we do really like people to just just take the power back to themselves because we are more powerful than anyone can imagine. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I, I just want to add one thing. I think it's it's you know it's like in the old um, story that we all watch as kids of Rudolph when he's with the abominable snowman and and they're teaching him how to come out of that cave and he's you know they teach him how to put one step in front of the other. It's all about that and it it doesn't have to be like she said it. It can be baby steps. It can be giant leaps. Whatever you want it to be, but just make a difference. That's all. I mean, you know, just light light someone up today. Do something nice for someone that you don't even know. I mean, it's just you know it really helps. Or go okay. shake your neighbor's hand if you live in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Um, and, Kyle, um, I mean, is your mission these days to uh, translate for Ariana, or is that just... And, and feel, um, feel other translators come in. You know, I'm here to help her as much as I possibly can. I do my own work, too, and, you know, I've been, you know, I've been doing readings for a long time now. And, um, you know, and I, I have my clients, and I, I work really hard. And so, you know, but I, you know, I, I believe in what she's doing and I believe she's making a difference and I know that it's such a pure energy that she's here to do that that there's nothing I wouldn't do for her. So Okay. Um, that's where I'm at with that. So Well, like she said, I mean it's uh you've only been on this journey a short time. Um you know, two years is not long. Uh believe me. I mean even even I believe I, I Having a book, I think you have to configure it's at least a five-year process between the time you conceive it, write it, get it published, and marketing it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, these things do take time. So if, uh, you know, I didn't mean to imply why haven't you, you know, solved uh, the world's woes yet, um, you know, but uh, I want to thank you for uh, for your dedication to this, you know, and for your courage, uh, because, you know, we live in a crazy world. Um, I mean, you got to know that, you know, there are people out there that think uh, yoga is of the devil. So I can imagine when they hear your, you know, hear your star family talk, uh, some of these people might start thinking crazy stuff like, um, you know, you're the devil. You, you know what I mean? I mean, we've got some uh-huh. nutcases out there. And, uh, I, was just, uh, I was just visiting my family, and they, they thought kinesiology was a cancer treatment of some sort. So I know, um, I know. You know, yeah. It, 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 we we have so far to go to educate the world. I mean, we 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 really do. Um, I mean, I, I feel so lucky to live in California, to live in a blue state. Uh, you know, to not live in some of these little bubbles that you know people live right. in. And I I just know we have so much so much work to do in the world to educate. And um, so thank you for the part that uh, that you're both playing in this. And uh, thank your star family for um, speaking to my listeners tonight, Ariana. Thank you so much, Karen. Take care. Thanks for having us, Karen. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, It's been a pleasure. And uh, you know what? If anything comes up in the future that you feel like you want to make some sort of an announcement or something, uh, you know, please don't uh, hesitate to get in touch because uh, I'll be happy to, um, you know, give you the opportunity to get the message out. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right. You're welcome. Good night. Good night. 
Well, I promised listeners that would be something fresh and different, and uh, I hope you enjoyed that. And uh, if you want more information, they uh, you know, gave the websites uh, for Ariana, and I don't have it in front of me at the moment, I don't think. Uh, let me just look real quick. Um, no, I actually don't have it in front of me. But Oh, yes, here it is, astorechild.com, astorechild.com. And her book was uh, Light Atonement, Light Atonement. So uh, I would love to know what uh, listeners uh, think about that. And uh, if you'd like to uh, email me, you know, give me your impressions. And um, as we move on to the last few minutes of the show, uh, I promised uh, a few things. Uh, the first I want to share, uh, this came from one of my, uh, Pat, one of the listeners. It was um, uh, on the website. Uh, called, uh, oh, I, I think it was news.com.au. Anyway, uh, uh, lifestylenews.com.au. And uh, the actor Mark Ruffalo, um, he expressed himself, I guess is the best way to say it, um, a Tumblr post uh, that he put out detailed exactly what he thinks of people who claim they're not feminists. Uh, dubbing the I am not a feminist school of thought, uh, degrading and insulting, Ruffalo doesn't hold back on the impact he thinks this has on every woman who fought for the past 200 years. Here's what he said on his Tumblr site. My response to the I am not a feminist internet phenomenon is this. First of all, it's clear you don't know what feminism is, but I'm not going to explain it to you. You can Google it. To quote an old friend, I'm not the feminist babysitter, but here is what I think you should know. You're insulting every woman who was forcibly restrained in a jail cell with a feeding tube down her throat for your right to vote less than, just, less than 100 years ago. You're degrading every woman who has accessed a rape crisis center, which wouldn't exist without the feminist movement. You're undermining every woman who fought to make marital rape a crime, because you know what? It was legal until 1993, marital rape. You know that submit to your husband thing? Um, you're spitting on the legacy of every woman who fought for women to be allowed to own property, for the abolition of slavery and the rise of the labor union, for the right to divorce, for women to be allowed to have access to birth control, for middle and upper class women to be allowed to work outside the home because poor women have always worked outside the home, to make domestic violence a crime in the United States, and it's very much legal in many parts of the world, to make workplace sexual harassment a crime. So yes, you are, fi you are spitting on the legacy of every woman who fought for those things um, that, that we just take for granted. And in closing, he says, in short, you know not what you speak of. You reap the rewards of these women's sacrifices every day of your life. When you grin with your cutesy sign about how you're not a feminist, you ignorantly spit on the sacred struggle of the past 200 years, you bite the hand that has fed you freedom, safety, and a voice. In short, kiss my ass, you ignorant little jerks. That's from Mark Ruffalo. And uh, you know what? I uh, I kind of agree. Um, yeah, and the other thing um, I wanted to share with you was... Um, 
something another listener sent. Uh, and I thought it was, was uh, very nice. It uh, came from the pathios.com blog, and it's uh, by Vivian Crowley. And uh, she had uh, a nice blog post on mindfulness out. And, um, and this helps encourage mindfulness. It's called the five things exercise. And uh, there are ten steps. And um, the first step is take five slow, deep breaths in and out. As a matter of fact, you might want to sit back and, if you have a chance, if you're not driving, of course, maybe you want to sit back and do this and see how it feels. Okay, so sit back, get ready. We're going to do it. All right, take five slow, deep breaths in and out. Push your abdomen muscles out to draw into your lungs and draw the muscles in to expel air again in slow, steady rhythms. So that's five times. Then focus on the breath for another five breaths. Notice the sensations of cool air flowing through your nostrils down into your lungs and the warmed air flowing out of your body. Notice your rib cage rising and falling the slight movement of your shoulders, the expansion and contraction of your abdomen. This is mindfulness. Take another five slow, deliberate breaths. We're up to about 15 now. I realize you might not actually have done all 15 yet, but I'm moving a little bit quickly. Now, seeing... Take notice of what is around you, starting with what you can see. Be mindful. Notice the things you can see. Now take another five deep, slow, deliberate breaths, noticing the flow of air in and out of your body. Next we're going to be mindful of hearing Listen careful to the sounds around you and inside you. Try to notice five things you can hear. Next is touch. Notice the five things that you can feel. Maybe it's your feet on the ground, your thighs on the chair, the rings on your fingers. Again, take five deep, slow, deliberate breaths, noticing the flow of air in and out of your body. Smell and taste are next. Notice five things that you can smell or taste. Notice how, that, how it tastes different in different parts of your mouth or on your tongue. And then the final step, the tenth step, is take five more breaths with your mind refocused on the next task of the day. So I think that's pretty easy to remember to do if you didn't actually do it right now or you want to try to do it later. Start off with ten breaths and, you know, being conscious, very focused, conscious of those breaths. Focus on the in and out, the in and out slowly. Then you're going to um, focus on seeing five things. Then you're going to take five more breaths. 
And you're going to focus on hearing the sounds around you, looking for five things you hear. Then you're going to take more five, five more breaths. Then you're going to focus on what you touch. Then it's five more breaths. Then it's what you smell and taste. And it's five more breaths. And I think it would be really interesting to see how you feel after that. I remember when my husband had his heart attack, one of my friends called and said, you know, Karen, it's, it's, it's going to be difficult, but I promise you, if you do nothing but take five deep breaths when you feel like it's overwhelming, when you feel like you can't do another thing or take another step or endure another stress, if you really just sit there mindfully taking five deep breaths, you will be invigorated and you will be able to move forward. It will make such a difference in your day. So I can imagine if five breaths made a difference, and it really did, I can imagine what this might do. So um, I thank Vivian Crowley for putting that on her blog, and um, I hope it helps you. If it does, uh, please please write me and tell me. Uh, Let me know about it. So um, if you uh, have liked what uh, you've been hearing tonight and in past shows, I hope you'll show your appreciation and support. Uh, Please go to my website, karentate.com. And once you're there, go to the Goddess Store page, scroll all the way down to uh, the bottom where you can make use a PayPal button to make a donation of any amount or please buy a book. Uh, since it is the summer, if you're looking to take a uh, goddess pilgrimage, uh, you might want to pick up my book, Sacred Places of Goddess, 108 Destinations. Um, if you know, you can use it to take a West Coast goddess tour up and down the California coast. Um, of course, there are other places in the United States that, uh, that I highlight as goddess sites, as well as on other continents. Uh, it tells you all about the goddess there, the tradition there, uh, whether it's a, a living tradition alive today or a past tradition. tells you how to get there. Uh, lots of other stuff in that book, too. Um, Gaia alerts about environmental uh, problems, um, information about goddess spirituality, uh, people like Maria Gimbutas, the Queen of Sheba, Mary Magdalene. Uh, but, you know, mostly it's about uh, sacred places of goddess all around the world because you know what? By her many faces across continents and cultures, she teaches us the importance of plurality, of diversity, of tolerance, of inclusiveness. She doesn't say there's only one face of the divine. And uh, I think that's important important message for us to hear. So um, if you're looking to take that uh, take that goddess tour, I hope you'll pick up the book. Uh, and you know what? Even if you can't take a trip, I've had uh, more than one, uh, more than many actually, folks say, um, you know, I don't have the money to go anyplace, but your book uh, actually allowed me to visit there in a sense, become an armchair tourist. Um, And don't forget, uh, as I was talking to Kathy Pagano at the opening of the show, I want to hear the stories of heroes and heroines, Uh, even if it's about yourself. uh, What did you do that made a difference? And it can be a little thing, you know. Uh, That's that's okay, too. You know, maybe you um, decided you were going to help the neighbor lady down the street. Maybe you were going to bake her a casserole. Maybe you didn't gossip. Maybe you were kind to somebody who... um, you know, 
maybe you feel didn't deserve it, you know, but but yet you tried to, you know, do the goddess thing and uh, and be kind. You know, my husband talks about this guy who um, lived in our apartment complex who uh, always had a sour look on his face every day. You know, whenever he would see him, it was a grimace. It was never a smile. It was never a hello. It was never a good morning. And, you know, my husband every day, every day for probably a year, said, hi, good morning, how are you to the sky? And you know what? For the first few months, he just sort of ignored my husband, and for the next couple months, he kind of grunted back. And, you know, by the time six or eight months rolled by, he was actually saying good morning and hello. You know? Um, such seems like a small thing, but uh, but maybe it's not. Anyway... Um, that will do it uh, for tonight, and uh, I hope you'll be back with me next week on the 11th. My guest will be uh, Lisa Barnett, and I have some other great guests for you later on in the month. Uh, I enjoy hearing from you. Uh, please continue to let me hear from you. Send me good stuff to share with listeners. And um, I guess that will do it for us tonight. I'll close with uh, Monique Wittig's quote, which uh, I really like. There was a time when you were not a slave. Remember that. You walked alone, full of laughter. You bathed bare-bellied. You say you have lost all recollection of it. Remember. You say there are no words to describe this. You say it does not exist, but remember. Make an effort to remember, or failing that, invent. Yes, indeed. Fake it till you make it. And uh, let's not forget the legs of the stool of patriarchy, sexism, racism, classism, environmental destruction. If we kick the legs out from under that stool, patriarchy, capitalism, all the ugliness of the world goes away. Thank you very much, dear listeners. Thank you for tuning in. And I hope you'll be back with me next week. Good night. And you know what? I hope you find your sacred roar. And here we go.